0: You did the lemon lemon warheads?
1: Um yeah, lemon warheads are great. I definitely had this as a kid, but I will literally take a lemon and just put it right in my mouth. Do you I'll, eat
0: it? Or you know, do you just I'll eat it. Do you just suck I'll on the eat lemon? It.
2: This analogy did not work on this one. Yeah,
0: episode.
2: it didn't work. It did
1: How are you brewing? It's time to get ground to earth. I'm David. And I'm Josiah. And today we have Sandra once (laughs) again from Counter Culture Coffee, from Seattle and Peru. and We'll we'll start at Peru and Seattle and New York and Connecticut and Miami.
2: Now in Miami. We're -hmm. so
1: glad to have you here. Sandra was with us last week for finding out a little bit more about her story, and also to talk about the factors of brewing. So we're going to get right back into it. All right, let's talk about it.
0: All right, we're back for the factors of brewing. We have six factors that we're going to be discussing. We have already talked about two last week. If you did not listen to last week's episode, just go back. It's a really easy thing to do. And we've covered two, which are ratio, which is the ratio of water to coffee. Mm -hmm. Recipes. Recipes. Look them up on your phone. You can change the uh, strength of your coffee by simply adjusting your ratio. Maybe if you want it strong, you add a little bit more coffee. If you want it less strong, a little less coffee. And we also covered grind size, um, which… We talked about whole bean is where we want to go. Just like with fresh vegetables, you cut your vegetables fresh. You want to cut your (laughs) coffee beans. With a burr grinder. With a burr grinder. None of that blade stuff. So those are the two. As a student, how am I doing so far?
2: You're doing wonderful. Okay. All right. Yes.
0: So we have four more to go. Is that correct? Mm
2: -hmm. That is correct.
0: All right. What is the next factor of brewing that we should be considering for a great cup?
2: I think because we already talked about grind size, we're going to talk about the factor that gets affected by grind size. Okay. Okay. Which is the time. 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 Time, Father time. Mm -hmm. Time. Cooking time, brewing time, time, right? And I think the reason why it's so important because it's like grinders will always affect how your coffee will brew, how it will extract, you know, depending on the brewing method that you Juice. So also because it's like, when you start like brewing a coffee for too long, you start getting into some like flavors that you might not like, you what, know? What are
0: the, I mean, is there like a general thing that happens when? Bitterness. Bitterness, okay. Mm.
2: Yeah. I mean, coffee's bitter, right? It's going to have that bitter like flavor profile because it's caffeinated, right. you know? Like caffeine is an alkanut.
0: Unless you bring us a beautiful… um uh, a beautiful roast, like you did last time, which had th- <laughs> that sweetness in it. yeah, cane sugar that I un- unfortunately sugar. did not perceive at first blush, but it had definitely a sweetness sweetness of chocolate. I did.
2: Right? You know, then
0: I was in the sweet range. You got the sure. you got you got fruitiness. fruitiness.
2: Yeah, you did, you did wonderful.
0: But you're right, in general. Yes. Bitter.
2: Bitter flavors, okay. you know? So, and that's something that is like we are exposed kind of like the most if we don't know how to really control that brewing time. Mm-hmm. And with that, would be how do we control that grind size, mm-hmm. right? Uh, A kind of culture we always give that analogy, you know, and Josiah can speak about that analogy yes. of grind, Dean affecting brewing time yes. right how the water passes through oh one. i'm gonna put him on the spot it's, well what's
1: interesting is I, i'm actually thinking of the example i always give
2: let's talk about that but i'm then, wondering right? i want to learn that I'm,
1: I'm i'm wondering if this is the same one maybe i just stole it and i decided <laughs> it was mine but i talk about rocks and the yeah. size of rocks
0: so mm-hmm. if you so, had so it's stolen it, stolen knowledge. it's
2: yours Okay, it's It's It's
1: mine. Um, If you have much larger rocks and you took maybe, let's say, a gallon of water and you poured them through the rocks, they're going to go straight through them all the way to Mm -hmm. the bottom. And that's like your bigger grind size. But then if you ground up those rocks and you have what we know maybe like sand Mm -hmm. and you go to pour your water through, if you could visually see what was happening, it would take a much longer time for your water to travel through.
2: Mm -hmm. Correct. I'm yeah. so glad I got that right. <laughs> I was did.
1: actually so nervous when she <laughs> said that. She likes to quiz us a lot, and that's
2: and not true. Yeah, I it trust. Is. I trust a, in a your, good teacher. Yeah, well, I just, I just, knowledge. And, and,
1: and that's the thing; it's that she wants to make sure that we've retained it, and we can reteach it, mm-hmm. and we can encourage each other. Yeah,
2: because we're all students and we're all teachers, and we're all learning, and we're all learning. And I
1: remembered. And I retained the information. Yes, wonderful.
2: So grind size affects your time. You right. know, so the longer you're gonna cook your coffee, the more of those bitter flavors you're gonna get. And then the opposite, uh, the less you know that water and the coffee are spending with one another, you might not get those balanced flavors that you really want in your coffee. You might get into that sour notes. Mm. You know that that lack of sweetness. You know that uh, we talk a lot about in coffee, and that's the that's the one that we're always chasing. We're always chasing sweetness in coffee, yeah, yeah. you know? You're always going to chase that sweetness to balance the bitter side, but also balance that like acidity in coffee that we also love, but some people find it scary, you know, sometimes. So
1: so acidi- acidity is a good thing.
2: Acidity is a great thing. So if we've thing. got the Ooh. big
1: rocks, then we've got the the bad part of what acidity could be, which is like you said, sour. sour. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if we have the sand mm-hmm. and too much of the sand, it's going to be bitter.
2: Bitter. Yeah, very I'm reveling bitter. in this analogy right now. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very well
0: delivered, Josiah.
2: Yeah. And acidity is, yeah, we want it. We need it. You know, it acts, it adds that complexity, you know, to the coffee that we all love to drink. So, yeah, but you want to have that sweetness. It's like lemon juice, right? So it's like, if I yeah. present you with lemon juice, would you want to drink it? I. You probably would. I I (laughs) I would
1: because I love sour. We've talked about this. Uh, This analogy
2: does not work. Sour warhead.
0: You do the lemon lemon warheads. Um,
1: Your lemon warheads are great. I definitely had those as a kid. But I will literally take a lemon and just put it right in my. Do you eat
0: it, or do you just? I'll eat it. Do you just suck on the lemon?
2: This analogy did not work on this one. Yeah, side. it didn't work. It didn't Fail.
0: work. Fail.
2: Oh, I got to come out with a new one. But, anyways, for the most part, it for right. does most, most work. Normal most normal people, most normal it people, it works. Most people don't want to. You know, yeah, yeah. Up. So, and then the thing is like lemon, but then if you add a little bit of sugar, you add a little bit of water, you're turning into this beautiful lemony, yeah. you know, that sweetness balance that acid component okay. from the lemon. So you want it in coffee.
1: And so that time is directly correlated to… The
2: extraction.
1: To grind. How long the extraction takes Mm -hmm. is is because of my grind size.
2: Yes. So the reality is like coarser, like rocks, like you said, leads you to like shorter brewing times. And then finer grind size, like the sand it will lead you to longer brewing times. Mm-hmm. So you can make adjustments based on that grind size. So we want size. the
1: perfect balance, perfect yeah. in between.
2: It goes back to the first one. Take notes.
0: So for those <laughs> of us at home, so who are, we're brewing our coffee and it's maybe a little bit on the bitter side, what we want to do is we want to go to a coarser grind, which would allow the time to reduce and get us back towards that sweetness and that acidity that we're chasing, Right.
2: That is correct.
0: All right. That makes it more like the lemonade. Less like sucking on a lemon. There you go. Correct. Uh, All right. Yes. So time and how to adjust time.
2: time. How to adjust time? You adjust your grinder. Okay. All right. right. Uh, Turbulence.
0: Turbulence. I've heard agitation.
2: I've heard heard agitation. Yes. Uh, I think like we use the term like turbulence, that kind of culture. Uh, I don't know. But I used to use agitation. And I think I always related this like agitation, turbulence. You just want movement. Mm. And basically, what that is is like the coffee grounds and the water need to interact with one another, like on an even, you know, like kind of like dancing together, you know, throughout the whole like brewing process. So, for that, it's like you have to create a little bit of movement on the bed, you know. So, You've seen baristas if you go and order a pour over, for example, like a manual brewing method, mm-hmm. it's like they're having this technique of like doing a spiral, right? Like circle of motions, mm-hmm. adding the water into that's creating turbulence right there. Right. So you want some people use like a spoon sometimes to like create that movement, you know, where the coffee will get saturated. Um, is that the
0: goal of the turbulence? Is to get yeah. more saturation?
2: It's just to get like those even grounds and even extraction. Okay. Um, so yeah. So you just need to happen. You just need to create a little bit of movement in there. It and a make little bit it consistent.
0: You said a little bit. Is can you have too much turbulence? You could. Okay.
2: Yes. So too much of something is not good in coffee. All right. Too much turbulence can lead you into that over extracted flavor. Again, another fancy word. Over extracted. And over extracted is related to that bitterness, uh-huh. you know. So too much turbulence potential of bitterness.
0: What what is it about what is it about the uh, too much turbulence that can, causes it to be bitter?
2: If we can just like extract more, we can like kind of think about like the uh, like brewing a tea. Okay, right? You have your tea bag.
0: And I, I'm a dunker. Correct. If you do the dunker,
2: like the faster you go, yeah. the more of that tea will come out.
0: Uh, it's almost like you're, you're like almost manually pulling the solids, Correct. the dissolved solids off. Correct. Of the,
2: and without like, adjusting any of the other variables, you might get too much. Uh, so mm-hmm. oh so it's the same kind of thing. You want to create some turbulence. Why? Think, because the lack of turbulence also doesn't extract.
1: I think know? I do right. too much
0: turbulence. You think so? I think she's illuminating something for me right now. I think I'm too turbulent. I need to chill out when I'm doing my pour <laughs> Maybe home. with your tea and your coffee. Yeah, I don't know. He likes his tea. I do.
1: It's some good tea. I I embrace both. I love tea. tea, I like tea. Tea tea. is very good. What's your favorite tea?
2: I am like, I always drink like Oolong teas. I have like some really great like friends, you know, that work in tea as well. So they actually, I think they dislike coffee professionals in the sense that we are too like we got. I got to know the weight. I got to know this. For how long do I steep it? And they were just like, you just add water to your teas. Okay. That's okay. it. Yeah. And I'm they like, simplify oh. the
0: process. Right. And I'm like,
2: no, but I need a recipe. And yeah. They're like, no, you don't. Just just add it just and buy water. teas. And that's it. I was like, okay, fine. I need instructions. I don't right. know. So, I, feel like, I
0: feel like people like try to have, you're either a tea person or you're a coffee person. Listen, we like tea and coffee. It's like we somebody, do. we like cats and dogs. Okay. You yeah. can like both.
2: You can like both. I love tea. I learned a lot about tea the past few years. so
0: I've learned that yeah. I like when my coffee is tea-like.
2: Mm, that's an adjective. It, the, for body, correct. Yeah, right? Correct. Oh, that's
0: see, right. I'm learning. <laughs> that's right.
1: So with with agitating or… Tur- is there a verb for turbulence? Turbulate? I'm so just turbulent. kidding. I'm kidding. Turbulate? It is not that.
2: That's… Uh, I don't know if I ever use okay, that. Okay. Well,
1: if you, if you do Too turbo much. stuff to your coffee… <laughs> Um, I, I, I was wondering if there's somebody out there who has like an at-home espresso mm. machine versus doing a regular, whether it's Kalita mm-hmm. or Chemex, like agitation or turbulence seems a little bit more obvious. How is that happening with your espresso?
2: So, i I'm sure that's
1: what somebody's wondering because they're like, yeah. I have tamped, I have made this solid puck, mm-hmm. and now I'm placing it in…
2: Yeah, that's such a great question. Uh, because I think like I, I mentioned in a lot of my trainings is like when we speak about like turbulence and the movement, they were like, wait, but now we're working espresso. How was that? I create yeah. turbulence, but you're not in control of that. Right. Right. So there are factors, like you said, like the distribution or like tamping and all those things, but the turbulence is caused by the pressure, Mm-hmm. Of your espresso machine, how okay. the water, you know, is hitting that coffee, that pug of coffee that Be- you just.
1: Because, just like the example mm-hmm. you gave, the type of even a swirl motion mm-hmm. is a reference to turbulence, turbulence versus just like getting in there and, and yeah. doing something. Be- the brewing method itself mm-hmm. can actually contribute, or the pressure in that method, sure. but what, depending on what at home espresso maker you have. Correct will provide that mm-hmm. turbulence.
2: Yeah. And then when you look at it as like, uh, depending of the pressure, even the the appearance of that crema, mm. you know, it starts like showing very differently when you have like a, you know, put it like your Lomar Sogo, right? Yeah. Versus a home espresso machine that might have like a, I don't know, like, Four to five bars, bars of, pressure, of pressure, you know, mm-hmm. like the crema is a little bit different on both of them. If you really do like side by side because of that pressure on the water. the crema water. is that Hit top it. layer on the espresso. The crema is the top layer on the espresso. Sometimes
1: it looks gold. Sometimes it looks rosy red. It's my favorite part. Just mm.
2: sip it on the crema. that's crema is fascinating. It's
1: very fascinating. And if you just drink the crema, it can taste very gross. Yes. Oh. It, I've had some bad experiences with mm. crema. And then I thought the coffee was bad and it took me a while to learn. But you're saying that crema, like the look of your crema can like indicate how turbulence is with the pressure? Is that?
2: And not so not much exactly. of that because uh, there, like I said, when, when we talk about like crema and being so fascinated, that's actually, there's another cause of that. Okay. That is not just the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And this is something more complex, you know, that we talked about. Like, people, like, think about, like, crema. It's like, oh, look at that crema. You know, this coffee might be great. And I was like, this coffee probably is very fresh. That's probably what Ah, it is. The fresher your coffee, the more crema. The older the coffee, the less crema you might find. Um, And that's mainly because of that CO2 force into that liquid. do okay. Mm -hmm. know. I have a question then. Mm -hmm. So,
0: if pressure is the component of, is the variable for turbulence with espresso. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that if I increase the pressure in the process, I'm actually pulling more dissolved solids off of the coffee.
2: You can do that, but also you can create channeling uh, okay. on your coffee. Yeah. That, would, that force, would be too much
0: turbulence if you're That would be too much channeling. that it will
2: disturb that, like, Camp like bed that you just created and it will allow the water to just escape through and that's going to ruin
1: factor number three
2: which is
0: time (laughs) time (laughs)
2: time i always
0: always associate how to change the time and i keep forgetting time right yeah channel
2: water needs to escape right and it's going to find its way out so if you create channels which are pockets you know little holes Mm -hmm. in your coffee bed the water is just going to try to like Make its way out through that channel. Sure. And then will not extract anything from your coffee or it will have you have it'll those extract uneven. something. It will it'll, extract something. you will have some funky flavors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In there. So turbulence is important, but too much is n- not good. Too little is also not good. All
0: right. Mm-hmm.
2: And if you don't have it, change other variables.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So additionally, today we talked about time, time.
2: turbulence.
0: turbulence. Oh. After the break, we will cover the last two factors of brewing. I'm ready for it. And we're back to talk about the last two factors of brewing. Now, at the risk of over um, repeating ourselves here, I do want to just one more time. We have talked about ratio, ratio, grind size, time,
1: time, turbulence, turbulence, turbulence. Do we have maybe another T word that comes next? Temperature. Oh, the temperature of the what? (laughs)
2: Of the water. Oh, temperature of the water. Um, So there, temperature of the water. I mean, that that other, it, I feel like it requires like its own episode because temp, water itself is so complex. But uh, the rule of thumb in temperature is like higher brewing temperatures will extract more out of your coffee and then lower brewing temperatures will not extract enough, mm-hmm. you know? But this is a tricky one because it's like then, I mean, you guys know about cold brew coffee or heard about right. that. Mm-hmm. And then you're probably like wondering, it's like, wait, but like cold brew coffee is made with room temperature water, but it's always great to like, see that it's like rules are meant to be broken in this case, right. you That's know, cool. yeah. because yeah, you could make coffee coal, but you need to adjust other variables to still be able to extract from the coffee. Right. Like time. Like time. My goodness. Correct. It takes a lot more time. Knows, a lot more time to still get like the stuff that you want. Right. So The reason why like temperature can get so complex is because there has been like a studies that like determines that coffee brews or extract or presents the best flavors at an ideal temperature, Um, which, you know, like you can get like super scientific about that, but it's also like how sort of compounds that are found in your coffee, you know, can extract differently at different temperatures you know like you're talking about like the acids you're talking about like caffeine you're talking about like Mm. plant fibers all that crazy stuff that we talked about in coffee but it can just get like so complicated but the most uh important is just like when you're brewing coffee at higher temperatures think about like boil you know it can just like get you into those very harsh like coffee flavors you know like even like to burn a mm. lot of that bitterness, a lot of that medicinal bitterness, um, and then lower temperatures, just you just don't get anything.
1: <laughs> okay. So if yeah. I'm if I'm at home and I am mm. getting ready to brew my own coffee, I know that we've talked about CLETA or Chemex or even maybe just a regular drip brewer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't have control of their temperature. Yeah. What are what are we looking for as far as temperature of water? is there a range?
2: There is a range. Yes. Uh, the ideal is like 195 to 205, uh, degrees like Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. If, I mean, like, again, like some of us might have like some tools to help us, you know, get to the right temperature, but most people don't, you know, and I said, like, just bring it to boil and then either pop the lid, let it, Chill for a few seconds or okay. 10 seconds, whatever. Um, that's normally what it works for me. Um, and then just brew from there, you know. But don't use the boiled water because mm. that energy also the water creates, it has its own turbulence. Right. Which is also a variable. So let
1: it let it chill. Yeah, for let a it second. chill,
2: let the water calm down, you know, okay. like yeah, a little bit. And then brew your coffee. Yeah. And you can do like experiments like that where it's like brew the same coffee at a boil and brew the same coffee once it like drops a little bit of temperature and you're going to see the flavors like come through like very differently. I
1: mm-hmm. have another question now. Mm. Do you have an ideal temperature for the espresso that you that you brew? Now, I know it, it uh-huh. may be different depending on the piece of equipment that you're using. Yeah. But for you and for what you brew on, which is at the counterculture facility, mm-hmm. you're working on the KB90?
2: Right. that's from, one of them from yes. it's yes, one of them it's just one of them I, that's
1: the only one I, I saw know. when I showed up
2: because that's the first thing that you see
1: well yeah you can't forget that. it's beautiful I mean, it is beautiful uh, it, what, is there a specific temperature <laughs> that you're brewing at
2: uh, yeah like I think like our equipment are both set up like at 200 uh, 200 and, yeah that's it I think okay. that's what it is All yeah right. like, we brew like very low uh, also because we're working with we, like different coffees right. you know like you work with all blends the or it's the year rounds that we call them or single origins you know so we have like that middle ground just to be and I think like most of our partners equipment goes between the 200 to 201 mm-hmm. 102 I think that's yours yeah ours is 202 yeah there you go mm-hmm. alright
1: mostly yeah. because I like palindromes
0: yeah and all you are a more. sucker for a palindrome mm-hmm. yeah I do like palindrome.
1: Um. okay cool So we've got water temperature, which could be a whole episode. Maybe Mm -hmm. we should write that down. It's all
0: about water. Footnote.
1: Yeah. Water. Okay. Water temperature. And there's one more. Last factor of
0: brewing.
2: Last very important factor. Uh, I, I said that they're all important. But to me, like this one is important because it compresses the most out of your cup of coffee. Okay. Which is the quality of your water. So that is important. All right. Uh, again, we said at the beginning, like, good ingredients, right? Uh-huh. And with good ingredients, I didn't just mean good coffee ingredients, like, coffee beans, um, but also good water. Mainly because the majority of everything that we consume in that cup of coffee is just water. Mm-hmm. You know, only that small percentage of that fancy word that we learned, the TDS or total dissolved solids, is just coffee. 98 plus is just water. So good f- tasting water is going to make good tasting coffee, you know? So if your coffee, if your water smells or tastes because it has its own like flavors, sure. right? Like if it has like a lot of that chlorine or just smells like pool water, you know, mm. then <laughs> your coffee most likely will have a lot of those factors, right. you know? So, and, uh, and I mean- I, I'm a nerd for like coffee equipment, you know, like, like I'm not, I don't call myself like a technician, but I know a lot about, because it fascinates me. Uh, but also water is very bad for your coffee equipment, you know, mm. so that uh, those minerals that are not like okay. desire, uh, when they go through like high pressures and high temperatures, like your espresso machines, you know, it can produce like descaling, and then mm. with time you can produce that like some blockage you know so well water will not pass through sure. you know so like your flow rate will change yeah you experience this <laughs> yeah
1: yeah we we have and I, i'm wondering yeah. for people who haven't even ever thought about mm-hmm. water quality which yeah. i'm sure some people have I remember there was one day where I, I had mm-hmm. a group of friends and I and we like lined up all these different types of waters. Mm-hmm. It was the it was such an eye-opening experience yeah. because I realized for the first time in my life that water could taste so different. 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 It feels like it should yeah, be yeah, obvious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, water is water. So how like how can somebody measure or mm-hmm. decide if their water is at the ideal quality?
2: Yeah, I think that's that's I mean, like for home is so hard, you know, but I think like a simple like filter, will do it. And uh, even though you're not going to be able to replicate this thing that I will say, it's just like sometimes get a sample water from your favorite coffee shop. And like, especially because it's like, there's a common thing that we say, like, why is my coffee never taste like the one that I taste at the training center Uh. or the one that I got at this one account, you know, it's like, do we fact the water, you know? Uh. So get a sample and then try to like replicate that, you know, with maybe like some Simple, like I mean, I try to stay away from bottles of water because you know it's not a sustainable way to make coffee. Um, but a simple bread of filter will do it, okay. you know. Like, I, I know some people that like, use like from their fridge, but just make sure that that filter in the fridge is getting you changed, know, like, changed out regularly, changed <laughs> yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, uh, it's been we, like
0: flashing at yeah. them, change me, change me, they just tape it over, you yeah, know, they what? just ignore that,
2: yeah. Uh, and that's, it doesn't, just change those filters, okay. you know? So, but yeah, but good water is going to make you like start with that, you know, again, to start with good ingredients sure. and start with good water. Um, yeah.
1: So to recap. Recap. Because we've, we've covered a lot over the last two weeks. Yep. We've heard an incredible story about Sandra's life. Which inspires me a lot, and maybe maybe one day we'll just go to Peru. I think we you might know? need to take a trip.: like, to Peru. I think oh, we need to put Peru, Peru on our list. Yeah. It was her her bucket list to go out there and see some specialty coffee, yeah, um, but then we also learned about these six factors of brewing. Yeah. We started with ratio, which is simply the recipe of coffee, um, and then we went into grind size, mm-hmm. and that has to do with the bigness or the smallness. Of our coffee,
0: how rock-like after,
1: or sand-like? After is your yeah, coffee. after we grind down or beat down that coffee to become rock-like or yeah. sand-like, then we talked about the brewing time, yep. which is a normally a, and all the time a direct reflection of that grind size. Yep. And then after that, we talked about turbulence
2: or agitation
1: or agitation, <laughs> uh, moving the coffee around yeah. and the way that that impacts what we get out of our coffee. We talked about temperature. Of the water, mm-hmm. how hot, how cold it is, how that impacts what we taste in our coffee. And then the very last thing that we covered is water quality, quality. the goodness of the water, mm-hmm. and the I'm purity just, of the water.
0: I'm just grateful that Sandra believes that we have good tasting water here.
2: It does. I think it tastes del- I'm big on that water thing, you know? So especially because it's like, I mean, I lived in so many other cities too, that it's like I right. supposed to, I mean, one of our classes is all about- doing those samples of like water side by side. And this one tastes pretty good. Yeah.
1: That's a big takeaway for David today. Listen. (laughs) HQ has good water here Mm -hmm. for the coffee that we're brewing.
0: I'll be honest with you. I'm going to carry that joy with me for weeks to come.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I I mean, to my palate is good testing i
0: don't know. Yeah, yeah 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 we, <laughs> we, a test we test don't on. need to test, we test it we gotta test it yeah. <laughs> no 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 testing required Coffee professionals says the water is good yeah we i'm know good. It's good i'm good you are the test so <laughs> well thank That's you great. so much
1: for being with us yes sandra. thank you sandra. for those you. who have been listening we just want to say if you have any notes or thoughts or you want to send sandra love um mm. go ahead and write it in the comments subscribe to the podcast um you can find us on social media at get ground to earth and that's all for this week
0: that's all for this week so we will catch you on the flippity sip
1: flippity sip flippity sip I'll have Sandra
0: say it out flippity
1: sip (laughs) that's it
0: Ground to Earth is produced by David Furry Josiah Kent and Roy Laringo editing by Roy Laringo and David Gardner video by Brett McCarty and David Gardner music is by David Furry Riley Thornton and Josiah Kent Thanks for getting Ground to Earth with your hosts, Josiah Kent and myself, David Furry. See you next time.